It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Oberstein. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO brand, but I'll remind you, this is pure unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Mania. For official Morty Magic, eh, on the Mania side, check out the official Wix SEO podcast. Serps up over at Wix.com slash SEO slash learn. Where can you find the SEO rant? You've already found it success, but you can find it where you find podcasts. That's novel. You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Is it Stitcher anymore? Now it's Pandora. I don't even know. Whatever. You can find us where you find the podcast. When does the SEO rant come out? Uh, has it come out for a while? I took a little hiatus, but now we're back. So it should come out every week or so. When? I don't know. Thursday, Friday, subscribes. You get automatically notified. For our return to the air, we have none other than a self-described social media troublemaker. He's the founder of Visibly, a tech SEO product management consulting, and he's an SEO legend, former Googler. I think we forget. Wow. Yeah. We forget. You're no, a former that's Googler. A, that's okay to forget. That's no, okay to forget. different guy. No, <laughs> I know it's you. He's Pedro Diaz. Hey, Pedro. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mordi. It's a pleasure to be ranting here with you. Oh, uh, ranting Lord. is my every second day. The, the, I, I'm glad we're, that you're my first guest back because I really wanted to start off like a little bit edgy and and uh, ranty. And I feel like you're the perfect person to get ranty with. Well, I'll take that. That's a compliment. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get started, you need to plug what's visibly. Tell us about it. All the good stuff. Well, Visibly is a, as you said, is a technical SEO slash SEO product management consulting. Um, I help businesses with their technical SEO needs. I help businesses um, understand um, SEO product management and how to make technical SEO work inside their business, like with collaborating with other teams, putting hurdles down, um, hiring for SEO as well. I help businesses kind mm -hmm. of, you know, if they want a team, I will help them like design a team. Uh, what would they need? What roles they need? Which roles liaise with which teams inside? So that's another thing that I do. Um, and I've been consulting with uh, many businesses in in that area. I mean, um, I've consulted. I'm consulting with Mercado Libre in South America, which is a fairly big e-commerce. Uh, I've consulted with eBay uh, globally. Um, yeah, that's like uh, it's mostly on e-commerce now. Um, although I have experience in other verticals. Cool. Now, can you do me a big favor? Yeah. Could you clap? Well, yeah. Oh, there it goes. Okay, because <laughs> if you can't see it, because it's a podcast, but Pedro has a a one of like the ghosts from Pac Man, and every time you clap, it lights up. Anyway. Yeah, it tracks um, the sound. <laughs> before we get started on today's topic, which is basically, can you criticize anything in SEO anymore? which is a great topic. I just want to say, most rank tracking software sucks. Oh, and that's not what Darren wrote. I'm sorry. Darren wrote, most ranking tracking software sucks at tracking local rankings. That is true. But Weissbar's local rank tracker was developed explicitly for local. That's explicit. Uh, Greg Gifford calls it the one local SEO tool you can't live without, and that man has amazing tattoos, so you should listen to him. Joy Hawkins says she loves how it breaks out local results from organic results. Joy is a legend. And David Mim calls it the most valuable enterprise local search product to come along in the last five years. Love the fact that they're tying local into enterprise because 
that gets overlooked all the time. Anyway, check it out at whitespark.ca. That's Canada. And finally, get the proper local analysis tool you need to improve local performance. Use promo code MORTY, M-O-R-D-Y, to save 10% off any local rank tracker plan. How about that, Darren? Darren Shaw, great guy, by the way. He's like one of my favorite SEO people. He's like super nice, super fun, super great. Okay, now let's get into things we can criticize or can't criticize. Can we criticize an SEO anymore, Pedro? That's a minefield, I would say. Uh, I've, I'm, I've, I've kind of... Here's a list of people I think suck. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, all right. If you want to go that way. How much time you have? Well, yeah. Mm, Alex, can you start? You can start with me. I suck. No, oh, <laughs> I suck worse. Well, join the team. Let's make like second sec uh, SEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> SEO suckers. SEO suckers. No, okay, but for, but for real, um, you know, we were talking about this when we were planning out what we wanted to talk about. And it's you said it seems like you can't people, you know, put out studies and content and ideas and whatever, and you can't really have a a healthy argument about it anymore. Uh, well, it seems like people forget that there are lots of personalities online and they are all we have always like trying to people have different you know they have, we have different moods we have different days we have different families we we live different lives and we are not always in the same mood and sometimes when people are online they might be a bit more rattled than other days they might be a bit you know better feeling better uh, and this leads to people kind of you know how they react how they kind of what's their tone on Twitter. And the tricky thing is that I'm talking about tone on Twitter, but Twitter doesn't convey tone. Uh, it's one thing that it's not, it's not, doesn't, doesn't go through. It doesn't come through in a text-based platform is tone, tone, intonation, whatever you say. And sometimes if you, and even let, let alone the word limitation. Okay, now you can write like 3000 or 7,000 words on Twitter or whatever that is. Great, it's like right? A blog. It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, the, the the old ones like us and um, that are above eighty, uh, we understand like that kind of you know, Twitter has like this hundred and forty or two hundred and something character limitation that we don't really feel nice going over with, and we try to to craft our responses and our interactions within those boundaries, and that leads to sometimes think, things getting out in. You know, not the ideal way, and we have lots of people in the industry that have like a a problem when they see things that are not in the ideal way. And you know, we are not perfect. No one is perfect. And Speak for yourself, yeah. I, well, I <laughs> <laughs> and I think we 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 stopped being um we stopped being a bit of and um, tolerant for the not perfect part of everyone on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, we have people that kind of react really bad when you kind of um, go a bit harsh and, and criticize something that they posted or they said or, and every, you know, it's a bit of an ego fight sometimes, um, I feel. Um, people take like, um, take 
criticism with like we are hurting their ego we are hurting their uh, professionalism or whatever you want to call it and some sometimes we just want to clarify we just want like to 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 poke to poke a little bit the, the conversation and it depends on who's poking and who's being poked um and i and I, unfortunately i think that has been lost a, a little bit you know that the whole tolerance that should lie around this kind of discussions has been a bit lost and if you don't interact within the guidelines uh, now we have like guidelines for interacting as well um so like you are you will be handed the manual action on twitter from all the community and kind of you know excluded and you know nobody will kind of want to um you know interact with you or you know nobody will kind of um everybody will kind of look in a bad light with you even sometimes without having talked with you in in person just because they heard it from someone else yeah um, and i that, think that that's, that's a, a dangerous path that that's the that's kind of a it's this is like a self-destructive self-destructive kind of you know a path to go to go to go in yeah and i i think look there's obviously a balance like you can't be a jerk you can't be disrespectful you can't be yeah hyper like I, I don't think you're advocating like just say whatever you want to anybody who cares how they feel but no. i I agree with you in the sense that I, and I think it's across the board. I, first off, I think it's selective. I think there are times that you can, you can be very critical. I think overly critical in a way and jump on people. Uh, you know, I remember the um, one case was someone shared like the, um, it was a, I guess like a search console chart. I think it was where they show the, the growth with the AI content and everyone jumped on that because it, it, spike down afterwards and they really went after right and i'm not saying mm -hmm. not to go after that's a bad practice you shouldn't do that but at the end of the day like there's a there's a there's a human there who probably wasn't trying to be nefarious you just say all right i'll use ai content it'll rank and look google likes it like whatever like why not which i'm not again advocating you should do but there I, there there definitely seems to be a selectivism in okay this thing is okay to go after this thing is not okay to go after ranking factor studies I thought the way that Semrush got treated with the ranking factor study that came out, well, I don't know when this episode's coming out, a couple of weeks ago, um, by the time this gets published, was a little bit, I don't know unfair is a good word, but nah. I, I was in on that study. They brought me in to critique it. And I said, like, I hate these. I do not like ranking factor studies. I am going to tear this to pieces, which is what I did in the comments. And they were like, yeah, that's what we want. We want you to tear it to pieces, which is very big of them to do. And I, I, I kind of feel like people got stuck in the, um, well, oh, ranking factor. Sembrush did a ranking factor study. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the greatest thing on the planet. First off, but like, let's take a little bit more of a nuanced look. Is perfect data in existence? No, it doesn't exist. Perfect data does not exist. Is this correlative? Is this correlative data? Yes. Is it bad? No. It's interesting. Do what you want with it. It's not like the the end of Earth that someone did a ranking factor study. Personally, I would have rebranded it, called it a correlation study, and blah, 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 and been done with it. But they called it a ranking factor study, whatever. Does that make them horrible? No. Yeah. Does it make the data horrible? No. Do you disagree? Yes, that's fine. You can disagree. Why? Why is it so hard? Why do you think it's so hard for people to disagree 
and still find more commonality than difference with each other. Yeah. Well, we, we, we are in an industry where there is no truth. You know, there is no, there is no, uh, there are some truths. <laughs> there are some, some things that are true. Um, but most of all, we're, we're, this industry is composed by a very low barrier to entry, where anyone that wants to be an SEO just have to claim that they, they are an SEO and start reading stuff. Uh, we have all practices, kinds of practices that claim to be SEO from the most, you know, obscure ones to the cleanest ones. Um, and obviously, when you have this kind of spectrum of people that have different ideas about what their business is, you're going to have discussion and you're going to have arguments. And you're going to have people that feel kind of attacked because sometimes they see someone else doing something that they, they see detrimental for the industry. Oh, this guy is posting this, saying this. Uh, this is what drags our industry down. Or this person is uh, writing about that. This is what's been dragging our industry down. And people feel passionate about their industry. That's, that's, that's not discussion. Well, that's a good but thing. But all of this, that's a good thing. But this also leads to people being sometimes a bit more on the aggressive, on the aggressive side when they try to defend what they believe in. And I think all of this diversity that we all advocate for in the industry only brings more of this, not less. And then on the other side, you are trying to tone down the level of conversation that people have because of all the diversity that we have in the, in the industry. And we want it all to be leveled across, oh, we want everyone to be kind of nice to each other and kind of, you know, not be passionate about the topics that they, you know, because, you know, you, you can argue, oh, but can't you like be, um, can't you be passionate and not be aggressive? Sometimes you can't. It is, like I said, depends on the day that you're having. And yeah. you can't dictate when people, the days that are people, that the days that people are feeling like coming on social media and kind of needing sometimes even to vent or whatever. You, you, I think that when you delegate this, responsibility that oh it's that this person shouldn't should shouldn't be like this maybe you shouldn't interpret it like that maybe you should just give it like a just ignore it maybe you just sh could let just try to reply back in a you know that's i've done it many times people that reply aggressively to me and say and i and i reply like with making a joke or sending a gif and that kind of calms down a little bit things. Yeah, and I, I think there needs to be a little bit of leeway, right? Because I think all these ideas kind of merge together. Like, I love the diversity in the industry. Um, even just from a very utilitarian point of view, I met people I never would have met before. I've heard ideas I never would have heard before. I think it's great that there's new people coming in. I think there's people. it's great that people of all sorts of backgrounds are coming in. I've done it on this podcast. I particularly focus on that because I want to hear different takes from different people I've never heard before. So I love the diversity angle. I think, though, that at certain points, there the conversations tend to be end up being closed off, and that doesn't lead to a diversity of thought. Meaning, I want to be able to see disagreement in the industry. I don't want everybody to agree. I want to see different yeah. takes from different people 
uh, from different corners of the SEO world with different points of view, different ways of seeing things and be able to have a conversation about that. So it can provoke new thoughts. You can't, exactly. I don't think it's possible to have new thoughts without disagreement. And I think also to what, to specifically what you're saying, I've had many times people being really aggressive, many, many times, and particularly in my, on my, my role at Wix when I first started, there was a lot of aggression there. And I, some of the, my best friends in the industry are people who were very, very aggressive towards me in the beginning. And once I got past that aggression and once we got past all of that and kind of like to what you said, like reply with a GIF and kind of diffuse the situation, people calmed down, you had a real conversation and like you saw the people for what they actually really are. So I think like, yeah, sometimes people are real jerks and you should just get rid of them in life and on social media. It's but like sometimes a, almost it's like just, a part. Sometimes they should take like a Pareto approach, like look at the person and like if the person's like 80% of the time fine and sometimes right. he has like give the, it a chance, give yeah. it a chance to like a wine, give it a chance to breathe. Don't judge a person by one interaction. That's a very hot, that's a very hard. I wouldn't want anyone to judge me by one particular interaction because sometimes I get them right and you know, sometimes I get them I wrong. Had, I had people on, sometimes I go to conferences, you know, and like, and I kind of play, uh, cornhole with people that kind of you that's know, right you asses. hustle me by the way and wait and... <laughs> wait before we get to that before we get to hustling because you hustled me you know who doesn't hustle you also asked also asked doesn't hustle you in fact i love also asked okay keyword research tools again the keyword research tools um or seo tools keyword research tools are great but i'm, I'm saying this is not part of the cold read that they sent me they cannot offer you a thematic look what people are actually searching for and how a topic is parsed into smaller parts. Simply, it's hard to really get into the mind of the user to understand their intent with your traditional tool, which I'm not saying the traditional tools are bad. Also, Ask, though, does do that. It's why I love the tool. It's literally one of my favorite SEO tools, and it's not because they're sponsoring this podcast. Go to my Twitter account. You'll see that I tweet about them all the time because I actually use them and like them. Also, Ask Minds, this is the cold read part. Also, Ask Minds and organizes Google's people also ask data in real time, showing you the next most likely question your searcher is going to ask. Best of all, it's completely free to try, and you don't even need to create an account. Well, that's actually nice for a change. Also, Ask has the world's only API for people also ask data, meaning you can combine this data directly with AI tools such as ChatGPT to supercharge your content briefs and write great content at scale, go to osos.com and use the code SEORANT to get 10% off. Okay, back to, to hustling. You hustled me in Cornhole. Well. We were at Brighton. I made a giant-ass cut out of Barry Schwartz uh -huh. and made a Cornhole game out of it, and you had to get it into the hole was it's new. And you're like, oh, let's play. I'm from Brazil. I don't know what cornhole is. I'm not from Brazil. I'm from Portugal. Sorry, my bad. I'm from Portugal. I, is, I, I'm from a country that speaks Portuguese. Yes. Okay, I got it right now. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. And, I get that a do lot. You, do you hate me now? Can, can, we, can we not talk anymore? I hate you a little bit more, but that's okay. Oh, okay, Just... good. Yeah, that's what I was going for. And you, bam, one into the hole, two into the hole, three into the hole. Born to the hall. You totally hustled me, dude. Hustling I, I, in the industry. <laughs> hustling this. I, I was saying, like, sometimes I go to conferences and I, I have people coming. I don't know. I, I go and approach people. Sometimes people seem like a bit reluctant in approaching me. And I said, okay, I'm going to approach them and say hi. So I go and I approach them and say hi. 
some people kind of, you know, do the, <laughs> and just extend their hand and give me the, and, but others like, oh, you're actually nicer than I thought you were from Twitter. And it's like, that, well, I, you know, and I get that a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand that kind of, you know, I, one of the things that I like to be sarcastic, I like to be ironic, ironic. I like to be a bit sometimes, you know, poke things to see if they move. Um, and to call the things out when I see bullshit. Um, when I, what I think is bullshit. And if it's not, then I'll retract myself and I'll say like, okay, you're right. Um, but I think this is what, this, this is like makes a person, makes the personality of someone. Because then if someone is like nice and always saying the same things and always with the same kind of words and, you know, uh, praises everyone and never has anything to say about uh, strong feelings about anything, then is that person really being honest? Can you wow. say that that person is really being honest about what they believe in? Or are they just like acting and you're that not knowing anything about them? That is a great point. I want to praise you for making that point. That was really, really nice. I want to say a lot of nice things to you right now to make you feel uncomfortable and praised and to completely <laughs> contradict your point. No, but okay. I, I, what, I, people have different personalities. Yeah. And I think like that's a very important part. We're talking about like the community and the conversation and can you can can you critique things anymore or or not and blah blah blah. Not everybody not everybody will like you. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. that's fine. No one no one likes everybody. I don't like yeah. most people. Particularly if I'm related to them. <laughs> However, I I think it's okay to say, I mean it is okay to say I don't particularly like this person. They're not my cup of tea. But that doesn't mean that you have to go around slandering them. They're horrible people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you, you cannot want to be associated with someone. You cannot want to interact with someone. You can say, like, that's just not my – that's way too aggressive for me. Like, it's just not my thing. And that's fine. Everyone has their own personal taste. It's all subjective. But then to go around trashing people because of your subjective likes and dislikes. And again, I'm not talking about a case where someone's abusive, where someone says real shit. It's yeah. not what I'm talking about. So like someone, I'll give you a great case. There's someone, I'm not going to say who it was, who used to be really, really aggressive on Twitter. Who I always kind of had a little bit of apprehension with. Like, I don't know like how to take what they're saying. And just to, just to show this point, that person... I think they realize that, like that's not how they want to be on Twitter for a particular reason. And they are like the sweetest person on the planet. You would never even know who I'm talking about if I told you who it was, if you've been in the industry for the last five years, but not before that. Because you wouldn't know like, oh, that person was like that. But like, yeah, that person was like that. So it's A, hard to really judge who the person actually is and what they're actually all about. Like in your case, you're a sweet dude. You're an ass on Twitter, man. I'm just kidding. Right. That's my objective. Right. My OKRs, I guess. It's hard to A, really judge people. And two, it's even if you do judge them, like it's okay to be like, hey, look, that's not like my cup of tea, but like, does that mean I should go around bashing them or excluding them or 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 you know, I don't know, blacklisting them? Probably not. There's I think there's a I think there's a balance between not liking somebody personally and objectively that person is toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is. Uh, and like 
unfortunately we have like a lot of conflating the two of them and like uh, as soon as you see someone like saying um you know criticizing or saying a bit being a bit harsh about um something else or, or a topic suddenly they are like toxic and they are like the bad in this the bad people in the industry and well that's a shame um i've been i've seen a lot of bad people in the industry i mean I, when i started in this industry i mean i remember even before twitter i started in, in, in this industry before twitter i like it was like 2005 and um and we twitter started in 2006 as far as i remember um and we had a lot of blogs back then uh and you know when i started I, I started at google i started within a search engine um and one of my roles was after a while um speaking on behalf of google so i started to go to conferences and uh, you know communicating with 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 people that own websites and webmasters and you know part of aside from my spam fighting role and search debugging role i would do external communication and because portuguese uh, portuguese language was uh, somewhat of um, emerging market as google's as google put it back then um it didn't have that the space for its own blog uh, there was no official Portuguese language blog on Google. So I, I spoke to Matt and I spoke to a few people at, at Google and I said, can I do this on my own personal blog? And I said, and they said, well, as, as, um, that, that should be okay. As, as, you know, things were very lenient back then at Google. Right. There were very fewer layers of management and things were a li little, li little less bureaucratic. And I got the okay to do this on my blog. And I started to do a lot of communication about what's going on in search for Portuguese webmasters. When the first Panda, Panda came out, I announced it on my blog um, in Portuguese in, because it first went out for English and then only after it, it became international. Um, and as part of that, of I, something I didn't anticipate, there was a, a lot of rage then towards me. I received death threats on my blog because then Sorry. I had people in the industry <laughs> that kind of, you know, um, perceived, oh, this is the guy that, you know, penalizes my websites when I do what I do to get my money. And so, <laughs> surprise, surprise, people don't get, don't like when people get between you and their money. Yeah, you would uh, think, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I when I went to Brazil and I went to I went once to Mexico and I had this like um driver that never let me go on the street alone. So said so like anytime you want to go anywhere, it's like three o'clock in the morning, call me and I will take you. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was like because it was like dangerous like to go alone <laughs> on the street uh, or in either in Brazil or in Mexico. And I kind of, you know, um, so I consider that to be a bit more problematic than what we have nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> uh, I, I've know, I, I know a lot of stuff that happened to Matt as well. I mean, I've heard stories that he publicly told and things that he kept 
within the round circle at Google. And, you know, things were like really, really crazy back then. Um, it doesn't even like start to, to scratch what people complain nowadays that we have on social. Um, so I think we have, we naturally have been progressing as an industry. And I don't think like um, this, this kind of, you know, black shipping people or kind of, you know, excluding people just because they have a different opinion or because they show their true self without obviously being an ass or really toxic. Um, does anyone any good? Um, Look, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be people who are listening to that point you just made and say, I disagree. You, you're, you've been doing SEO since, you know, forever. And that's great. You had real issues back then, but my issues are also really real. And I feel that you're not validating my my concerns about my issues on my website and my clients now. That's a conversation. I hear both sides have a conversation and you can end up walking away disagreeing, right? You could think, well, from my perspective, having seen all of this, I think that like the issues being brought up today are not so serious. And then someone from their own perspective, from their own subjective worldview and their own circumstances, like, well, that's nice. But my, for me, this is a real personal problem that I'm having with Google and with this and with that and with my clients. And you're both right. And you can but have think- a conversation and, and disagree. And I feel that it does the industry a tremendous disservice to not be able to have those conversations respectively that people cannot share how they're actually feeling and different sides of the coin and different perspectives about SEO and where the industry is heading and all these sorts of things without feeling, well, I can't say that if it's a legitimate point of view kind of thing. Well, but the truth is, and when I talk to people that are more vocal and I sometimes I go to conferences again, and one of some of the people that I participate in and participate in, you know, in, in events and, and go to have a beer with. Sometimes there are some of the people that kind of are also vocal in the industry. And I've, I've, lots of conversations are around, we've stopped, we stopped interacting. I, st- I stopped, I, per- I can, I can only speak for myself, but, and I've heard this from others as well, but I've heard I, the when same I thing. say this, so I'll, I'll add that on. I, I've, I've stopped replying to people on Twitter when I see them posting about something that I perceive that is wrong or that is um, not as much as they are saying, you know, I, I stopped. I don't have to, you know, I just, I just stopped. I don't, I don't care anymore that they are saying what they are saying. Um, and that's, that's a shame though. And I, I, I think that's the shame. I think not, not being able people feeling, and this is where, there's a fine line and a fine balance to all of this, but I think I can objectively say if people feel that they can't share a dissenting opinion as part of the SEO community, whether it's on Twitter or beyond, that's not a good and healthy thing for the industry. Get this. I have, I had even people blocking me on Twitter because I said something that they thought was about them. It's not. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I was, I think it was a thread that I was participating with Lyndon, you know, the oh, yeah. Vader guy. Sure. Um, and I was like, we are, me and Lyndon, we go way back. He was a, hilarious. Uh, I was at Google. I was at Google when I met, met uh, between brackets, uh, okay. like Lyndon. Uh, he was, he, bec- he was one of the first 
top contributors in the English language forum um, back then. It was like 2007, 2008. And uh, even then, Lyndon was already, he was, he was a, more in your face than he is now. Um, yeah, yeah. Was he way even... more in your face than he is now? He is a bit toned down now. That's what I'm saying. You can but... see people change. Yes, people you, change. You might have misjudged um, somebody. But we we understand each other very well. Then we throw it at each other the most ridiculous tweets and things. And um, I know I can't be offended by something that Lyndon says about me and the other way around. And uh, while I think I was quoting him and I was being sarcastic about something that he said, and someone picked the tweet and I th thought that they were that it was about them, which was, and this is someone very prominent in our industry. And they kind of blocked me. And, you know, fine, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize until I kind of, one day I was interacting with someone and I saw like, you, you can see this tweet. And I was like, what's going on here? And I kind of put in another profile because I have another profile and kind of, I saw that, oh, <laughs> all right. Um, okay then, uh, that's it. Just to say that, you know, people sometimes take, let their, I don't want to say ego, but I think like, but it's ego, right? I don't know what it is. It's a, it's, I don't know it, what it there's is. There's something. Because... It's something. There's something there. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. Look, I had a case where someone came to me and said, hey, why do you hate Barry Schwartz so much? And why does he hate <laughs> you so much? I'm like, what are you talking about? I love Barry. Hear that, Barry? I love you. L-O-V-E. Love Barry. It just we just joke around like and, and they saw that and completely didn't see any of the context around it and they felt like we actually yeah. don't like each other. Mm -hmm. So again, like it, it makes sense sometimes take a step back and think, okay, maybe like I'm not going to judge everything on this one interaction kind of thing. And I'll just end off on this. Well, I'll end up asking where people can follow you if they're not blocking you. Um, but there are people in the industry that I personally have a distaste for. They're just not again not my thing. They're mm -hmm. also some of the most brilliant people to 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 listen to and to interact with and to you know check in on what they're doing and they're just brilliant and i i i personally tell you how i personally look at this i try not to let my personal feelings i mean i interact with them in the same way but i don't let my personal feeling of like i just don't like that person's style blind me from the things that they're saying and the things that they're contributing to the you know, overall the digital marketing because they're not just seos digital marketing community why not like why would i say you know what like that person's not really my cup of tea why would i not listen to the brilliant thing that they they're saying on on twitter or on linkedin or wherever they're posting like they're not actual assholes i just don't like them very much but their advice is great you know, I've been observing people on Twitter a lot over the years. Me Not, in particular, mean by that, the way. Like, yeah, I don't interact with everyone, but I interact with people that I think are not going to be easily offended by something that I say if I type one wrong letter, if but the autocorrect happens to, you know, write something that I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, I really meant to um, write F-O-R-K, but it came out F-U-C-K. <laughs> well, that's an example. Uh, right. <laughs> so... You know, I, I, I tend to interact with people that assume that there is good intent and by default and that don't assume there is bad intent by default. And I see that there's a lot of people in the industry that assume that there is bad intent by default. And yeah. this doesn't kind of 
this doesn't help. Um, so I limit my interactions with that. And I think I've interacted like with one, like a very small number of people in the, in the industry for the time that I've been in it. But I try, I always re reply to everyone that replies to me and I don't kind of, you know, make, uh, uh, unless on Twitter there's some kind of their stuff that filters the replies and I don't see everything. Um, but I, I, I kind of tend, I, I, I tend to reply to everyone. I, I tend to interact with the people that I feel that are genuine and that are themselves and that they are not just like playing some act that those people I try a little bit not to, you know, because it doesn't give me any joy to interact with someone that is pretending and it's playing an act. It's playing a, playing a persona to be on social because of their followers, because of their, of what they represent in the industry and they can't be themselves. They can make a, they can't make a joke. They can't make, um, uh, an honest or sometimes strong opinion. I have a strong opinion about something um, because they are they are afraid that they will be cancelled. They will be um, losing followers. They will be kind of you know uh, having a toll on their personal brand. Um, I don't think that's kind of you know. I, I I'd rather be honest. I'd rather be, uh, and that's what one of one of the things my clients hire me for as well because I'm honest with them I can tell me I tell them that their site their site sex to their face this is what <laughs> sex on your website um uh, you don't rank because your content is shit um you know sometimes you have to be honest to to people and say Truth. the things that yes. they are not for clients um, totally <laughs> for you know for every parent they their baby is very pretty uh but for you know yeah, Until even with you your have own some... kids, like you gotta yeah. be honest sometimes and tell them, like, you know, my 12-year-old, I want to build a rocket. I'm like, well, you can build a rocket ship, but first let's learn, I don't know, multiplication. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So honesty is is a good thing. And I, I I think like if we walk away with one lesson from all of this, it's that try to give people the benefit of the doubt as much as possible and don't come at that that these people are inherently bad if they, you know, and they're horrible if they maybe rubbed you the wrong way a little bit or they said something that you're not really sure about. Let it breathe, like a good wine. Let it yeah. breathe. Yeah, I think people should kind of get more, a bit, drink a little bit more and get together. So Sounds great. You know. Drinking more is the solution and cause <laughs> of all problems. Um, as Homer Simpson said, to alcohol, the cause and solution to life's problems. Pedro, where can people find you? Well, you can uh, find and hit me at Pedro Diaz on Twitter. I also run uh, visively.com, which is my consulting business. Um, and that's mostly it. I'm also sometimes on LinkedIn. Um, if you search for me, Pedro is there, you probably will find me. Uh, and that's that's mostly it. We can link to those profiles in the show notes so you know exactly where to find Pedro. Pedro, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for having me and considering me to rent together with you. And next time we play Cornhole, I'll let you in. Yeah, will you? I don't think so. <laughs> Dear audience, thanks for listening to the SEO Rant. Where can you find the SEO Rant? Over at the SEORant.com, at SEO Rant on Twitter. Keep an eye out for our next episode on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. We are there. Thanks again, Pedro, and to the audience, toodles. <laughs>